up, everybody? I'm KJ Smith here with Joe Tipton, and welcome back to the And One Show with KJ and Joe, presented by On3, your home for exclusive interviews with some of the most talented hoopers in the world, along with reactions to viral basketball news and moments trending on the web. Today, we'd like to welcome in our first coach on the podcast, Andre Chevalier, better known as Coach Dre, head coach of Sierra Canyon High School. Coach, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. So, Coach Dre, you, since you took over um, Sierra Canyon in 2017, um, you were able to win another California championship, making you one of the few coaches in the country to do so at two schools. Um, you coached over 15 Division I players and a handful of pros and future pros. What was it like to win that championship with Sierra Canyon and also have so many great players along the way? Uh, it's always tough to win a championship in the open division in California. So, you know, they say your first one is the hardest. Uh, and that one was definitely, you know, uh, it was a beast for us to win it. Um, we definitely have some games go down to the wire, uh, and, you know, have some wars. So, uh, it was difficult, but it was fun. Um, you know, starting to build a culture at Sierra Canyon, uh, you know, by winning a championship was, was a great thing. Uh, and always when you have great players, uh, it makes you a better coach. And so I've had the privilege of coaching, you know, some very good players, uh, some NBA kids, play, uh, sons, um, and just some, you know, talented kids across the board, uh, whether they be star, star or five star. Sorry about that. Uh, no problem. Um, now a lot of coaches out here have never played the game but you have. So you started at, at Cleveland High School. Uh, you had no offers after your four years and then ended up at CSUN being the first in your family to go to college um, and then became a Hall of Famer at CSUN. But how did it feel, you know, when you committed? Do you remember like how your family reacted and what was that just like? Uh, it was crazy because like you said, it went kind of down to the wire. Um, I, didn't, I didn't have any offers until like way late, like, and then it was like Fullerton, CSUN, and Long Beach. And I don't even know if Fullerton and Long Beach were, were very serious. So I just took the first one that was serious and uh, jumped on it. Uh, it was CSUN's first year D1. So, you know, that was a crazy situation walking into, you know, uh, that experience where the school didn't really know how to be D1. And so we were their guinea pigs, uh, but it definitely turned out uh, to be a wonderful thing for me uh, and my family. Uh, just because, you know, getting that monkey off our back of somebody actually going to college, uh, getting into college, possibly getting a degree, uh, it was a huge deal, uh, especially for my mother. So she really celebrated that. Um, and, you know, most of my family is on the East Coast, so I, I didn't really get the up close and personal celebration, um, but definitely a lot of phone calls and um, excitement about the fact that it was going to happen. Coach, a lot of people looking at your situation would say that you had a, a harder route, you know, when approaching the game of basketball due to, you know, your physical challenges. Um, you know, what was your mental and physical approach to the game to fight through adversity? Oh, man, I'm a worker. I just, uh, I just always just try to keep working, uh, try to, you know, put time in to get better. Uh, you know, with my hand being what it is, uh, I definitely, you know, had to put in extra time, um, you know, so at, at Cleveland High School and at CSUN, I mean, I pretty much just lived in the gym. Um, I had a key to the gym at CSUN and would be in early in the morning, late at night, uh, just trying to work when people weren't watching 
uh, you know, so that when somebody tried to force me left, but they, which they always did, uh, that I was prepared to be able to handle it. And uh, I had strategies in my, in, in my game and in my mind um, to be able to, you know, uh, eliminate, you know, them trying to force me in a direction. Um, but, you know, I think, you know, with everything, uh, it's about what your commitment is and how hard you work. So like you said, you know, with your hand, that challenge of only having three fingers and also being partially blind in one eye, you still killed at CSUN. You had a great career, um, Hall of Famer. You know, to this day, you're still top six, top six statistical leaders in all points and, uh, and assists. After such a great playing career, what led you to coaching? I actually had uh, no thought of ever coaching because I thought, you know, I would have to deal with people like me and like KJ, who I, <laughs> who I coached back in the day. Um, you know, so uh, I, I had no thought of ever being a coach. I went into business. Um, I worked at Warner Brother Records for a bit. Uh, and then First Interstate Bank, which got bought out by Wells Fargo. Uh, and luckily for me, the manager at my, at my branch was a huge basketball guy. And he saw in the newspaper that the, the basketball job at my alma mater, Cleveland, was open. Uh, and he really encouraged me to, to, to interview and get experience. Uh, and luckily, I got the job and it changed my life and put me on a trajectory um, of doing what I was supposed to do in this lifetime. And see, Coach, we're in an era where people think success just comes overnight. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about your story, about how you started at Cleveland uh, and then ended up at the top of the food chain at Sierra Canyon? Yeah, I think people look at me now, you know, uh, it was funny because when I got the job at Sierra Canyon, every time we played a playoff game, it said first year coach. And I was laughing like, <laughs> first, you know, first year here. Um, but I'm 20 years in, you know what I mean? Like, so people don't really, you know, see the backstory uh, and the work that you have to put in and the grind and, you know, how many years that you didn't do as well as you could have done, um, you know, when, when you get to a place where now we're on television and people see our success, but it's always, always, you got to put the roots in the ground uh, before you start to see the plant or the tree grow. Uh, and yeah, man, I put, I put 20 good years in before. Uh, I got to Sierra Canyon, um, but prior to that, you know, I had, a, you know, a great time at Oaks Christian where I had an opportunity to coach you uh, and, you know, continue to like learn the game and expand my ability to be able to coach and deal with personalities. Um, but yeah, man, it, it was, you know, it was tough, but in retrospect, it was wonderful uh, because, you know, without those experiences, uh, I definitely wouldn't, you know, uh, know how to handle, you know, Sierra Canyon, uh, the people, uh, the school, the administration. So um, all of that stuff was great. Cleveland was great for me. Um, I coached Nick Young there, you know, Swaggy P who played for the Lakers and uh, Golden State and some other, um, some other teams in the NBA uh, and had quite a few guys go on to D1. Um, but, you know, dealing with the public school uh, kid uh, and then, the, you know, the LAUSD as a whole uh, was a great learning experience. Uh, and then leaving the public sector and moving into the private sector uh, was a great learning experience as well. So the combination of all those things just makes me who I am today uh, and just prepared me for everything that Sierra Canyon, you know, presents to me and brings to the table. Coach, what would you say is the most rewarding um, part of your journey and also being a coach? 
Uh, it's definitely my opportunity to mentor young men uh, and then to be able to see them go out uh, and you know become productive citizens in society. Uh, to me, it doesn't matter if they're basketball players, if they're doctors, and you know whatever they turn into, um, as long as they're productive and doing great things and, and giving back, uh, that is the most rewarding thing for me uh, as a coach and as a mentor, for sure. So you talked a little about a little bit about your transition from player to coach. Was there a time when you doubted yourself to be a successful coach, and maybe you thought maybe this isn't the right, you know, job, the right thing for me? Um, I, I don't think I ever doubted my ability to coach. I, you know, I played the point position, so I kind of had to know what everybody was doing and, you know, have the mind of a coach because of that. Uh, but, you know, I think in my, in, in my lifetime, just because of my hand, like I was always trying to like prove that I was good enough in some way. And so I just used to think that coaching wasn't enough. Right. So I would like leave coaching and go become a public speaker or, you know, I, I created this program called the Village Nation to, you know, mentor black boys. And I was always trying to do something outside of coaching to prove that I was a good enough man and a good enough person and a good enough human being because I didn't always feel complete because of my hand. Um, but it, was, it wasn't until I just really locked into coaching uh, that everything else kind of like fell into place, um, you know, so, I was fighting being a coach for a while uh, or only being a coach. Uh, and then as soon as I locked into that, I think my life fell into place and everything that I was trying to do outside of coaching was locked into coaching for me. And so uh, thank God I got slapped in the face and, uh, you know, somebody put me on the right path so that I can uh, get locked in because uh, it is what I love to do. It is what I was born to do. So it's cool. So you guys have a saying now um, at Sierra Canyon, linked by legacy. Can you elaborate on what that means? Uh, linked by the legacy for me is um, just, just how if we stay connected um, to, to being great, uh, we have this thing called elite greatness where it is like combining your skill, talent, and effort to play hard or work hard all the time. And so those, those are the things that we try to preach uh, is always trying to be great, you know, and do the best that you can. Uh, and linked by the legacy is always being connected to your brother. Uh, it's always being connected to the school. Uh, it is creating a network um, of the players that come through Sierra Canyon, uh, the administrators, the coaches, uh, that we can always be connected to support and help each other. Um, I think you guys both know, like, they, they say, it's who you know, not what you know. Um, and anytime that, you know, there's a network of greatness that can be created, uh, we feel like that it's gonna be beneficial uh, to the lives of the, of the people that come through Sierra Canyon uh, and to their families and friends as well. So uh, that's the legacy that we're trying to build, uh, connectedness uh, and just greatness uh, on a high level all the time. So for those who don't know, Coach Dre is very hard nosed. He's a very disciplined coach. And like he said, he coached Nick Young. I remember him bringing Nick Young around for his own camps. And I was thinking like how big of a personality Nick Young was. How does Nick Young compare to the guys you coach today? Uh, Nick, Nick was a little handful because he liked to have fun. More than anything else, he just really liked to have fun. So uh, just trying to keep him you know, on a straight and narrow all the time uh, and, and being disciplined. 
uh, I think was the hardest battle for me uh, because talent wise, uh, I think probably still to this day, uh, Nick is the most gifted scorer that I've ever coached. Um, so his ability to score uh, was easy. It was fun to watch, uh, but it was the other parts of the game, the defensive side of it, uh, the passing, the understanding, you know, uh, you know, when to shoot the ball, when not to shoot the ball, uh, that I think made me a better coach. So being able to coach Nick actually is what prepared me uh, to be able to deal with these elite players um, that I deal with today. Um, so, you know, every experience that I have with a player, uh, with a parent, uh, it always prepares me to deal with, you know, the, the, the new kids that are coming in uh, and, you know, ha have a story to tell of how another player did something or was just like them uh, and they made a shift or a transition uh, and it turned out to be good for them. You know, so when you have other great players that you've coached, uh, it's easier for you to tell the new great player, uh, this is what you should do and how, uh, because, you know, we're just trying to make you a great player uh, and push you to your highest level. So you obviously also coached LeBron's son, Ronnie. What was your reaction like when you found that he was coming to Sierra Canyon? You know, there's a lot of expectation on him, you know, as a person considering who his dad is. And I've had very limited interaction with him. We follow each other on social, but he's a super down-to-earth kid, I've heard. Just not not who you would expect him to be, you know. So tell, tell us a little bit about Bronny. He doesn't post much on social media, you know, which makes perfect sense. But um, just in general, him. Uh, yeah, Bronny is a wonderful kid. Um, you know, he's a, he's a great basketball player. Um, I mean, I didn't have, you know, when he was coming, you know, to me, he was just another young man that I had an opportunity to mentor. Uh, and so, you know, I was looking at it like that uh, because, you know, as you know, I have coached uh, prior to Bronny coming. Um, I've coached uh, several kids of NBA players, um, you know, starting with KJ. Uh, and so to me, I just wanted the opportunity to be able to teach him, mold him, uh, mentor him, uh, you know, and try to make him into, you know, a great basketball player and a great man. Uh, so I, I didn't really feel any pressure with him coming, uh, but, you know, the, the hype and the media that was around him uh, was and is a big deal. Uh, and he is uh, able to handle it uh, as gracefully as I've ever seen a young person uh, be able to deal with the attention that he's getting. Um, he always is trying to play it down um, and, and just be a, a kid. Uh, and that's what I love the most, the most about him. Uh, there's no arrogance. There's no ego. Uh, he just wants to be himself uh, and try to get better every day. Uh, now, Coach, I've been to your games recently. This past season, I think I made it to about five. And every time I go in there, there's, you know, Instagram models, celebrities, Drake, Michael B. Jordan, different rappers. Um, how Did you ever see this happening when Bronny first committed or even when you ever started coaching at Sierra Canyon that your games would be this big because honestly to me your games are more are more fun than the laker games you never know who you might see in there yeah it's crazy i don't think that in my wildest imagination i could ever like see what's happening um with us today uh it, it started a little bit before uh Bronny actually got there with um kj martin and uh scotty pippen jr and Cassius stanley uh, we started to get quite a bit of a following then uh, but nothing to this magnitude. Uh, and I don't know half of the rappers that's in the, uh, in the stands. So 
I don't I don't even know who's there until I see like social media and they'll post like this is who this is and this is who that is. Um, I really just try to keep my head down and uh, coach the guys. Uh, but we 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 intentionally let the cameras come in uh, and you know kind of gave the kids what they wanted to 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 have and to experience with building their own brands. Uh, and so it was intentional to bring the cameras in and, and try to like create this level of attention for them um, because I kind of thought that this is what the new age player would be looking for. Uh, but never did I think it was going to get to this where we have documentaries and you know there's a camera or a video camera or a microphone uh, around us or on us 24 hours a day. Uh, now it, it's crazy. And I, I just try to take it with a grain of salt uh, and keep winning because that's the most important thing for me. Coach Troy, I've seen that uninterrupted has been following you guys. And, you know, what is it like having that camera crew on you everywhere, on your players? And has it affected your coaching style at all? It, it, does, it, does, it has not affected my coaching style. Probably, unfortunately, <laughs> sometimes I forget I have that mic on uh, because I'm so locked into, you know, uh, creating a great program uh, and great players. Um, it's fun. Uh, it's also annoying at times uh, because, you know, they are constantly in your space and in your face. Uh, and even when I don't want to put a mic on, there's a mic over top of my head picking up everything that I say anyway. Uh, you know, so it's tough. Uh, but I think at the end of the day, like, I want people to see who we are and what we do because we are much more than uh, simply a basketball program. Uh, we really are trying to teach young men um, how to have tough conversations, how to navigate life, uh, you know, and how to deal with, you know, the issues that they have on a daily basis, whether that's mental health, uh, whether it's dealing with a girlfriend, uh, those things come up, you know, with the young men. Uh, and we try to navigate those things and handle them at a high level. Uh, and so I think it's important for young players and parents to see uh, that this is the reality of life. So all in all, it's wonderful, uh, but don't get me wrong. It, it, it gets on my nerves sometimes too. You know, with all the cameras, you know, there's so many eyes on your players and they really have turned into real life celebrities with social media. How do you manage all of it? And, you know, try not to let your players, you know, get a big head and get distracted um, when they have so much attention on them at such a young age. Uh, I'm a truth teller. So I'm gonna tell you the truth, whether you got a camera on you or not. Uh, and so I think that makes it real easy for me uh, because I, I'm not a, a celebrity. I'm not in search of the camera. Uh, I could care less if that camera gets me or not. Uh, but I am going to tell them the truth. If they're distracted by the camera, uh, if they're looking for something to post on their social media, uh, instead of making the right play, I'm going to say that to them. Uh, and it gets me in trouble sometimes, but uh, it's very important that that not just my players, but everybody has somebody in their life that will tell them the truth. Uh, because some of these kids are not getting the truth told to them by social media, uh, by the people who handle the five stars and the four stars. Um, they're not always telling them the truth. And I want to make sure that I'm always telling them the truth uh, so that they can navigate the truth and, you know, kind of be prepared for life. because. The truth is going to be presented to you one way or the other. And so 
That's how I navigate everything. Um, Coach, last year you lost a few transfers and, and dealt with injuries most of the season. You relied heavily on Amari, uh, Bailey, and Ramel Lloyd Jr. Even with the championship pedigree, you guys unfortunately came short. Um, what are some things you guys are working on this offseason to get back to that championship in California? Uh, one, as you said, we have to stay healthy. Um, you know, the, the years prior to last year, uh, we were fortunate enough to not deal with any major injuries, um, especially during playoff time. Um, so we have to make sure that our, our kids' bodies are healthy, uh, that they're lifting at a level that is, you know, going to sustain them but not hurt them. Um, and KJ, we got to keep the talent on the floor because, uh, you know, at the level that we play, uh, Amari can't do it by himself. Uh, he and Romel can't do it by themselves. We, we need all bullets in the gun. And uh, last year, we didn't have all the bullets in the gun. Uh, and so we have, to, we have to get strong and stay healthy. Um, and we have to continue to you know, improve our skill level uh, and definitely improve our IQ and understanding of the game. Uh, we are lucky that we returned probably 13 of the 15 players from last year. Uh, and we were able to add two or three players that are going to uh, improve our talent level and size. Uh, and so, you know, I'm excited about, you know, what we can do this year. Uh, I'm excited to see, you know, the steps that Bronny can take this year because, you know, he's going to play a lot more point for us. Uh, and I think that's going to help us and help him. So uh, I I'm excited to see, you know, if we can stay healthy uh, and grow uh, what we're capable of this year. You know, we, we've been blessed to win some state titles, uh, but, you know, we're trying to make, take the next step uh, and be considered the national champion. Uh, and so for us to do that, we definitely got to get bigger, stronger and faster uh, and be more committed to studying film uh, and understanding the game. Film, film these days is very important at the level that we that we play at. Uh, and I, I have to get our guys more locked into uh, valuing and watching film as much as possible. So we've all seen the new um, legislation that the NCAA has passed that allows players to profit off their name, image, and likeness. And you have a couple of players in your team who have already signed major deals. Um, you know, and with that being said, how do you feel about the new rule change and what are your concerns, if any? Uh, I think the, the kids deserve to get paid uh, for playing. Um, I think that the NCAA and other entities have made millions and billions of dollars off them for years. Uh, so I'm happy that they're able to do that. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, I was on the, the Gilbert Arenas podcast a while ago, and I said uh, that the high school game is going to quickly become the college game. Uh, I didn't realize it was going to come so fast uh, with the NIL stuff, you know, coming into play. Uh, but you know, kids are becoming pros so much earlier these days. So I think that the high school game is going to be vitally important. Um, you know, building programs that are like the university programs is going to be vitally important. And so this NIL thing for California, especially because, you know, California allows the high school players to use their name, image, and likeness as well. Uh, it's just going to give us, you know, the experience that we need to know how to handle it uh, and to advise them. Um, so they're not making mistakes or doing something that's going to be detrimental to them down the line. Coach, last question, maybe the most important one. Um, out of all the players you coach, who would be in your all-time 
starting top five, your top five point guard through point guard through center. Mind you, my freshman year, I was a combo guard. So I could play either the point or the two. KJ, that's it's impossible for me to say, but you're definitely in a lineup somewhere. I don't know where I'm gonna put you, but but your ability to shoot it, it always it's always good to have a shooter on the floor. Um, but yeah, I think that that it's impossible for you to gauge who the top five is. I think even at Sierra Canyon, you know, they have that discussion all the time in the administration, like who who's the top five people that ever played at Sierra Canyon. It, it's impossible to say. Um, I have been blessed to coach some amazing players, some amazing people. Uh, and so to me, everybody's in the starting lineup in some way or another. That's my answer, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> Political answer. <laughs> That's the right answer. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us, Coach. We appreciate your time and wish you good luck this season. Um, and to our listeners, if you enjoyed this episode with Coach Dre, please leave us a like, a review, and please subscribe. Thanks again, Coach. Yes. Have a great day, fellas. Thank you.